You're listening to the Circle and Rectangle Show, Australia's newest A-League and W-League-based footballing podcast. Hosted by two blokes with exceptional footballing knowledge, mediocre footballing ability, and zero podcasting experience. Jesus Christ, I didn't think you could actually look older than what you did four weeks ago, but I have been gravely mistaken. Oh, it's been a long time, mate. Yeah, it's been a stressful four weeks-ish. Stressful for some, stressful (laughs) for not others. Others yeah. being me, not yeah. stressed out at all. I've heard you had some fun on your new at your new job. <laughs> a little but, um, bit, but unfortunately, um, that's what happens with uh, seasonal work. I'm now back in the unemployment ring um, until obviously the next one comes up, which I've pretty much been guaranteed a spot on anyway. So. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'll make sure I have my shit in in order next time that comes yeah, around. So should. we will continue to do a show. I won't. Just do one that went really badly audio-wise. Shout out, Benny. Um, and then I just don't even try until Jared comes back. But lucky you're back early, so that's good. We're back yeah, into it. Um, a fair bit's happened. So yeah, A lot has happened. Um, we've had uh, a, a title being won. We've yep. had two Sydney derbies. Um, we've had a major broadcasting announcement. We've had uh, international squads named. It's been a massive... Show. Scored his first goal for his club. Mm. It's been a massive four weeks that we haven't been around to talk about. Yeah, weird but, um, time to go off. Yeah. Oh, perfect timing for us, honestly. Yeah, we just do it right, you know? Yeah. When we're going to fuck up, I do it big. Yeah. I don't shortcut it. None of this casual bullshit. We we go hard. Yeah. um, So I guess we'll just get back into it. We're not going to do all the games that we've missed because there's just too many and a lot that nobody actually cares about, like that first Sydney derby that Sydney FC lost. Well, I think pretty much, I think the last time we actually spoke about it, most teams had played like, I think 17 games was the max. Yeah. I now everyone's played at least 24. Yeah, 17, 18 maybe. Yeah. And Robbie, so, last time we did this show, New Zealand were based in Wellington. Oh, sorry, Wellington were based in Wollongong, and now they're based in New Zealand. So, see, I still fuck up words. It hasn't yeah, changed. Yeah, nothing's changed. But yeah, um, that, that was good. Uh, good good crowd turnout for uh, 413 days, I think they said. Something, yeah, something like that. Something ridiculous drinks. along those lines since the uh, Wellington Phoenix have played in their native country of New Zealand, and boy, was it a good crowd. Oh, good yeah. atmosphere. The yellow fever getting the shirts off again. Yep. I think well that was off. Yeah, 100%. It was, a, it was a good sign to watch. It's a, it's an atmosphere that can create it only in the A-League, and yep. boy, did, boy, did it, it, it work. I mean, it was, we knew it was they were going to get their shirts off at some point, whether they were winning or losing. It was just good that they got to do it under the traditional rules of how they do it. Up 3-0 after 80 minutes, shirts off, and they got their wish. 80 minutes into the game, up 3-0 against West United and 24,000 fans, maybe not all of them, taking their shirts off and swinging them around. It was a it was a joy to behold. It was good oh, to see them back in the captain. Yeah. It, it did bring a smile upon my yep. face. Exactly. Very, Too, very Shame the Wanderers football doesn't do that. Um, <laughs> well, we'll talk about a positive Wanderers result. There was. Just after we did our last show, the show that I tried to do with a friend, Benny, that just we couldn't. Wanderers 3, Sydney 2. McDonald comes on to score the winner in his first game for the Wanderers. That's Scott McDonald. Um, yeah. You were happy about that. You got it. I be. was because he did. Obviously, he scored it at um, our end. Yep. Well, driving into the game. No. Okay. So this is what happened. Um, um, my brother obviously got there a lot earlier because uh, he wanted to do the march, but uh, fucked his ankle at work the day before, so he couldn't. So he got to watch the march, which was good. But I didn't finish work that day until six p.m. And kickoffs at ten past seven. Yeah. Luckily for me, I was only um only working in um Chalora, which isn't it's about a fifteen twenty minute drive if I'm lucky to get into Parramatta. Yeah, about that. Yeah, that wasn't too bad. Park. Except I didn't didn't park a car until um I think five to seven. Ooh, quick walk. 
very quick. <laughs> um, yeah, good thing was people were lined up at the leagues club in two of the three gates to get into the car park. No one was in the third, so I just drove around them and Slide drove in the third. Like, it's, <laughs> there's three of them. Just use them. Um, but no, that was a good game to watch. I was talking just just before kickoff. Got a few bit of a conversation with my brother. Really, really excited to watch us lose about five nil because um, we're bad at football. And then to go <laughs> up too early in in the first half was good. Um, then uh, bane of our existence conceding off a set piece. Yep. Before um, Scott McDonald gets subbed on and. My brother's disgust because we didn't need to sign another attacker. We needed midfielders no, did and defenders. <laughs> yep. And his first touch is to nod it into the back of the net. And the only thing I remember s- screaming to my brother was, "It's fucking Scott McDonald." <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, it was a good start for his career at the Wanderers. Like you said, no no one expected you guys to sign a striker. Absolutely didn't need it. But probably one of the rare, rare good moves that Robbo's made this year is bringing a striker to score a goal when it counts and. And it does, it does help that um, Bobo's hot garbage from the spot. It does. It, it does. I mean, does it. <laughs> unfortunately, it was given a pen. I don't think it should have been a pen. And then I think 99% of the time, the commentators and everyone's spoken about it, if a referee gets asked to go review it at the screen on the sideline, it gets overturned. overturned. Yep. Howie still didn't realise that that's not, even, that's not a foul anywhere else on the pitch. Ever. It's a shoulder to shoulder, and um, Graham Dorans is just stronger. It just and it's still given a pen, but justice for us, Bobo puts it thirty yards over. He beckons um, it. Yeah, and then he does score later on in the game, but damage has been done. Yeah, it was too late when he did score. He needed to get that penalty. Regardless, I think you still would have won three two. If if, we, if they score that penalty, you know, it's a whole different game. So, unfortunate result there for Sydney. Um, another big result that happened. While we were away, uh, Melbourne City won. Mariners nil. Clinched Melbourne City the title, but 96 controversial. minute. Controversial. Yeah. 96 minute. Uh, controversial VAR call that disallowed a goal for the Mariners, which basically handed Melbourne City the title. A title they were going to get. Yeah. They were very was, good this year. De- well deserved. It was definitely bound to happen, but yeah, um, I want to get your thoughts on it. Did From the first viewing, it definitely looked like a penalty. He, um, yep. You see Birigetti get dragged to the ground directly in front of the referee. Even on the uh, slow motion replays that the VAR provides, was there the evidence to overturn it? Uh, I don't know. My, I don't like VAR. I fucking hate this VAR bullshit. Like, you can't win. Like, we've talked about it on the show before. There's been things that they've overturned that would absolutely not have been penalties. Like, just straight down, not penalties. At this point, I'm just, you know, whatever the fuck happens with VAI, it's going to happen. It probably wasn't deserved, but you know what? The Mariners have been on the positive end of some VAR's calls this season. Um, I mean, Melbourne City, so... You, you mean the negative end? Sorry, the negative end. Yeah, the negative end, sorry. And um, they're still on the negative end. But, the, I mean, they've been on the positive end of some decisions as well, so... You know, the way I try to look at it is eventually it'll all sort of come around. There was the Newcastle game for Sydney FC, clearly not a handball. Guy's all over Bobo's back. His hands, you know, he's trying to get balance. Very next week, Sydney FC get a penalty call that probably shouldn't have been a penalty. It's just balanced itself out. So I know at the time it sort of took the Mariners' chance of winning a title away, which was already slipping, but I feel like the fair result happened on the day. 
City were going to, should have won that game, deserved to win that game, and even though it was a bit of a dodgy circumstance to win it, you know, they deserved it. They did, and it's it a big, big achievement for Melbourne City to win their first lot of silverware. Um, yeah. Definitely deserved it. They have been like an outstanding team this year. And When you beat your rival 7 and an 8 nil, I think it was? It was 6 and 7. 6 and 7, I mean, you're probably a good team. And Jamie McLaren, what, what more does he need to do? He is phenomenal. Probably the best striker in the game. Even with LaFondra back. He is just, every time he gets the ball in the box, he's either putting a clinical pass for a teammate or he's burying a, a free kick, a penalty, a great finish off the volley, a header. It's amazing we still have him in the A-League that he's come yeah, back. Like, yeah, he's probably too good for the A-League. It's oh, yeah. Similar, like, uh, I think, Bruno Fornaroli. Um, didn't show it a lot this year in that Perth side that struggles a little bit, but we all know Bruno's a fucking world-class oh, yeah. striker. When he was and in Melbourne probably, City. Yeah, <laughs> probably too good to be in the A-League, but he's still here doing it. Um, yep. You did speak about Jamie McLaren, and we're still going to talk about him, but I don't know if you saw uh, Scott Jamison, the um, Melbourne City's captain, his, uh, his comments about Jamie McLaren. Yep. And I tend to agree with it. I do too. Um, he's your national team in the biggest sport in the world's number nine, and... The attention that he gets compared to players from rugby league and AFL who probably aren't household names outside of the state, let alone the country, and it's almost like he's a second-class citizen. He could walk down the street of Melbourne today and probably not get recognised by 99 out of 100 people. But at the same time, you can't really blame, I guess, the promotion. It's, I guess it's just the way sport in this country goes. Mm. We're fixated on these sports that could... Like cause massive concussions that are barbaric sports and I'm an AFL fan so it's hard for me to say that but as opposed to the global game which is football that draws in billions and billions of dollars and views to every league around the world and our international team's best striker you know doesn't get recognised walking down the street after scoring another 20 goal season yeah and you know hat trick after hat trick braces free kicks like he scores them all he, he, he like we said he's way too good for the A-League the fact that he's here should be a blessing and he should be you know, leading sports news. People should be wanting to get his is, interview, get him on appearances. This is this is definitely well and truly out of our realms of expertise. But I want to ask the question to Jamie: Do we is football in this country considered like the second class sport? Because if you look at an international scale, we don't perform as well because obviously it's the world game there is a lot more footballers in the world than there are international rugby league players there's not a yeah. single country other other than us that plays AFL yeah. but we have exhibition games against like the Irish we play Gaelic football yep you look at rugby league we dominate because it's a lot of young young uh, men and women play the sport growing up here yeah. but we're only vers- we're versing like three four other other countries that play the sport nationally we go go to football where it's played in 180 countries around the world, promoted worldwide, the biggest sporting event in the, in like in the world, and we don't perform. Is that why it's not really seen seen as that big over here? Yeah, I mean, you look at 2006 when we first made the World Cup for however many years it had been 34 30, 34 years. It was, there was a buzz around the Socceroos, and we did so good at that World Cup. Arguably, should have beat Italy. You know, Lucas Neal, idiot going down in the box like he did. But, you know, we would have beat Ukraine in the next round. Could have gone really far. But there was a buzz around the team. Now, every tournament we go to, other than the Asian Cup, which we hosted, World Cups, we just don't sort of compete like we used to. We have the odd moment. but We failed to make it out of the group stage for our last three. Yeah, and I mean, New Zealand are the same, but they were undefeated last World Cup. So, 
in their group stage. So uh, it shouldn't be based on the international game, but like we have a good team. Soccer is a good. Our Matildas, until the recent friendlies, I would have considered them one of the best three teams in the world, up there with England and the USA. But I think it's a uh, you know it's 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 kind of the media. Like when you look at your traditional like Daily Telegraph, the Australian. The Murdoch media, let's let's call it that mm-hmm. for the crazies out there. Um, every time there's a bad story in football, it's front page news. It's all over the news. It, it's you had Ray Hadley talking about it um, when they had that MPL Rockdale versus Sydney United thing. That's the only time Ray Hadley ever talks about football is when it's bad because he's protecting his dinosaur sport that is the NRL. That has a massive thing to do with it. Like it only gets recognition to people that don't aren't already indoctrinated in the game, and it's only negative when the mainstream media is sort of talk about it. We need to sort of turn that around. We need positive positive football stories going out all the time. Like McLaren should be a positive football story. He's way too good for the A-League. He wants to be here. He's Australia's number nine. He's banging in goals, and they look good doing it, that Melbourne City team. And it's probably third or fourth page in the Melbourne, whatever the hell the Melbourne papers are called. Like they, they just don't get any recognition. Whereas AFL, like you said, only played in one country. Exhibition games against Ireland in Gaelic football, a totally different sport, is all over the, the papers down there. I just, I think it's the way it's covered, why it will never get a leg up. And sick of people coming to me saying, how, how good is it going to be? We need promotion, relegation. We're not going to get that until there's money in the domestic game as it is. Like, barely any club makes a profit. Most clubs aren't owned by private, well, not most, but some clubs aren't even owned by private people. How are you going to put Marconi into a second division and they have to travel over to Perth to play a WA team or Perth Glory? They just don't have the money. They don't get the crowds. And, you know, the NSL days are gone where they get 3,000 at their stadiums. They just don't anymore. You're lucky to get two or 300. The money's just not there to have promotion relegation yet. And it comes back to the media. They just only cover the negative stories. Even when Sydney won the title last year, it was like third page. It wasn't even back page full spread. Like... Well- yeah, it's one thing I want to speak. Like uh, a few of the boys that I play football with as well don't don't even follow the sport. They just yeah. they just play it. But um, there's a little bit of heated discussion of obviously about the Sydney Divers because we do have a few of us in the team that support the Wanderers and a few that support Sydney FC. And of like one of the boys mentioned that Sydney FC has now won the the A League five times now. And then my brother's automatic response is always going to be Champions League, Champions League, yeah, <laughs> but. It's it. A lot of people have forgotten about it, and I think it is probably the greatest sporting achievement from a professional club in in this country. When you think about it, a club that was born like came into fruition fucking two years before it, yeah. and have conquered Asia, doesn't even get recognition anymore. It's almost like it never happened. Yeah, and it's become it's become the Liverpool joke, you know. But yeah, the whole Champions League thing. It's oh yeah, what until they recently did it but it's that now it's like you're talking about history but you're right when you're looking at club football in Australia it's easily up there as probably the greatest achievement even in sport in Australia America's mm. Cup who gives a shit about the America's Cup it's sailing only rich elites from upper North Shore care about that shit Wanderers took on all of Asia and beat them you know say what you will about the two leg final where there were some penalties that should have been given they still won the game they won the title and yeah nowadays it's like it's a nothing and we probably won't have a team that will get close to that again. No, I don't think we will. Because of the way it's set up in Australia. For now, but I think this is a good branch off into a little bit of the next topic I want to talk about. The new broadcast rights for yep. the A-League was uh, announced earlier this week. With Channel 10 
CBS Paramount or whatever it is called. Yep, CBS. Uh, Viacom CBS. Viacom CBS, which is Paramount the, here. Yep, the second largest American broadcasting uh, commission you know, corporation in the United States, obviously. But yeah, they've got the rights to the A League for the next five seasons at least. Yeah. Massive monetary boost to oh, yeah. all the clubs and everything as well. Lots of negatives, lots of positives about it. What are your thoughts, Jamie? Um, well, when you look at Fox Sports paid $25 million for the rights for this season alone, uh, for the next five years, uh, Viacom's paying $200 million. So, huge amount of money coming in. There's a contract trigger that could further three years on the extension. So, that's huge. I don't know. It's As long as they do it right, as long as they respect it. Like, we've talked on here before about how Fox Sports don't really respect the game anymore. They don't put enough effort in. They, you constantly see them slacking with broadcast errors. As long as they respect it and they do it right, I'll follow them. There's going to be free-to-air A-League games once a week. W-League's going to get a better look in. For the first time in the 16 years of the A-League, there will be a free-to-air game live every week with a panel show before and after yeah, the game. Which is exactly what we need. Like You look at the way the Premier League's covered. Even in Australia, it's covered with a panel show before the first game goes live. We need that shit. We don't just need two guys talking for five minutes before the kickoff. Half an hour beforehand, let's go in in, in depth of these games. It's going to be the best game of the round. So it's going to be Sydney derbies. It's going to be Melbourne derbies. It's going to be the original rivalries. The Big Blue. It's going to be big games. The Big Blue's only relevant if the victory can ever win again. But like... I'm so keen to see them do that, but just like you said, it's going to be on free to air Saturday night every week. That's just that's that's as big an incentive. I mean, yeah, SPS one live game on a Friday night. No one really cares about that. No one watches SPS for football. All right, no one I really watches to. SPS any, anymore. I used to. Back it was in the, the day, thing. that's it was how, only thing that's we, how we got it. Yeah, but now you don't. Like you watch it for, I don't know. I don't even know what's on SPS anymore. I haven't watched free to air TV in ages. International shows. <laughs> But I will watch this this game on free day, especially just to see how they cover it. Will Simon he'll be back? Will they bring Andy Pascalides into it? Please, for the love of God, don't sign Craig Foster to a contract. Things like that are now going to be in the forefront of Australian football fans' minds for the next how long till the season starts? Depends when they want to run it, but you know, three, four, five, six months. So, but the, I think the main thing as well they're looking at the reason why they can't obviously agree on when they want to start the season is because they want to. It looks like they want to line up. MPL games with with major games yeah which makes a lot of sense it means the cup game can be played when every team is in their regular season but you're also going up against rugby league and AFL so oh. but if they want to take it to them as long as they know the risk that they're probably not going to get great ratings to start for a couple of years maybe let them do it well, I think, Let's I think luckily, luckily for us at the moment um the heads of rugby league are killing their own sport, but that's yeah, another, that's another topic to discuss in another show. That isn't us. <laughs> yeah, that's not us. Yeah, listen to a chat from the back or those boys talk about that. <laughs> They'll cover that. But yeah. yeah, you're right. So I mean, yeah, if they, if Channel Ten, Viacom, CBS want to go up against rugby league and AFL, go for it. Who knows? In five to eight years' time, maybe it's the second or third most watched sport on TV in Australia during winter. And yeah, <laughs> so. and, and want to look at it like um for the streaming purposes of every other game that isn't the live Saturday night fixture. Paramount Plus, which is the CBS version of um, like Amazon Prime or Netflix yeah. or Disney Plus, whatever they wanted to call it. I'll even stand the oh, Channel 9 version. Um, it's $9 a month. Yeah. But the incentive is, if you're a member of a of an A-League club, it's half price. $4.50. $4.50 a month. And me and my brother are both members. We're paying $2 each 
to watch seven other games of football. And you like, could work it out with your friends where, you know, if you live with mates who watch the game, one person pays and the other to chip in. Like, it's, what, it's Netflix, you know, it's how you do Netflix. <laughs> no, my brother pays for Netflix and I just watch it. See? That's, that's how, how it works. Yeah. You just got to have a rich friend. <laughs> yeah. I pay for Disney Plus, he pays for Netflix. That's how we work that's it. That's how, that's how you work it. But, I mean, I've seen people bitching and whinging about, oh, it's $9, it's another thing. It's like, I mean, what do we really need? I only have Kyo for Formula One. At the fair. moment, that's what it's for. But, oh, sorry. I do get to watch a Nottingham game every so often, but... Ah, uh, true. Yeah, I might need it for next year. Yeah, damn it. Will. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, damn it. We will, but like... But, I mean, I'm in a position where it doesn't really affect me, so, yeah. like... But look me? at it. It's Paramount Plus. Paramount is CBS. CBS is the second biggest network in America. They have all the shows because Fox is mainly just news. You don't even yep. need Netflix anymore. True, true. I mean, I'm going to get it regardless. I just... Well, me too. I mean, we have to. We we have a job to do on this, on this show to talk about the game, so we've got to watch it. But, I mean, for me, the biggest thing... Like, yeah, it's another subscription thing, but it's free to air. The A-League, domestic football in Australia is now on a... Quotation marks, reputable TV channel... It's on free-to-air. It's on a public free-to-air channel. Yes. Yeah, so and it's not... Uh, like, unfortunately, the W League's on 10 Bold, which is one of their back channels. Because yeah. you can still get it for free. Yeah, still free. So, yeah. But the A-League will be on the main channel. Channel 10. Yeah. And that's... Massive. That's what p- people have been calling out for that for years. Like, all these people that don't want to get subscriptions, you now have your option. It's only one game, but back in the day, you used to only get two Rugby League games on free-to-air TV a week. You used to get the Friday night game and the Sunday 4 o'clock game. So. Yep, and then it was Super Saturday on Foxtel. And yeah, you've got to start somewhere, and for free to, to just to be on free day TV, I think is a huge boost. And I mean, I wanted to go to Sports Flick. I have an in at the company there. We were going to have someone from there. If they got the rights, they'll come on the show. Shout out Michael Turner. But um, it unfortunately didn't work for them. They are actually building their football streaming platforms, but unfortunately they couldn't add the A-League. And I mean, but Sports Flick, good. I can't wait to start watching, um, like, Handball Chinese, and Chinese Super League Chinese Super League Which is pretty much dead anyway But Indian yep. Handball I'm down for I love um, Handball Handball is a good sport we Great start sport. a podcast um, <laughs> An offshoot <laughs> Offshoot Still circling rectangle Yeah It's still the same <laughs> It's just with it You're not kicking it You're throwing it um, I mean we were, I think we were all disappointed I just didn't get it I mean It would have been great Yeah but, but End of the day Fox hasn't got it. We've got more money coming into it. Like $200 million over five years. It's $40 million a year. I and think, it seems like they care. Yeah, and it looks like a lot of the money is going to the clubs as well. Yep. I think, yeah, $24 million cash up front, which $2 million goes into each club. So yep. there's a big chunk of your salary cap for clubs like Newcastle that don't have a lot of money coming in right now that are struggling. Central Coast. Central Coast, again, that's huge for them. You can finally get Western, uh, Western United have a stadium built. Yeah, so the 990 fans can go watch them play. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, it's it's going to be good. I'm excited. It's, it's it's a future where we finally have people that are doing the game that actually care about it. I think Danny Townsend of the APL, um, I think he's made a good decision. And a decision where it's, it's going to have a benefit for the future of the game. Plus, I'm pretty sure I'm reading some reports that um, Viacom have actually bought into ownership of the domestic competition into the APL so if that doesn't tell you that they care about its growth they're investing in it by getting ownership that's there's your proof right there so I think it's a 17 or something percent stake it's it's something though yeah they've got a percentage they're not going to give them more than that but hey it's something and it shows that they actually care about the growth of the game domestically and 
it can only mean bigger things for the Socceroos moving forward, which I think they've got the rights for Socceroos as well. So. I, think, I think so. But yeah, you did mention Socceroos. Yes, what a <laughs> This is transitions. We haven't done, we haven't spoken in like four weeks, but our transitioning has been quite Still well done. Got it. Oh, amazing. <laughs> but yeah, the Socceroos squad has been announced for the uh, qualifying tournaments in Bahrain. Kuwait. 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 Yeah. yeah. Kuwait. Yes. Against. Oh, Dead beats. Yeah, teams that we should destroy. I think Jordan's probably the toughest competition we'll play. Um, do you want to go through the squad, or do you want me to do it? Um, you can go through the squad because it's not up in front of me. All right, sweet. All right, so for goalkeepers, we've got Matt Ryan, Lawrence Thomas, Daniel Vukovic, and for some reason, Andrew Redmayne. Defenders. Uh, this is, I'm going to have to stop you early because the one <laughs> thing that has happened that we, we weren't on air, I think the week after we uh, had to postpone because of me being a fuckwit and getting, getting yes. a job. Um, <laughs> how dare you? Yeah, how dare I? Uh, my, my man, favourite soccerer, until he's announced his international retirement to look after his young family, I, I completely understand the circumstances of why he's had to make this make this announcement. He does have a young family in Japan who are currently suffering another COVID crisis. Yeah, another phase. But unfortunately, yeah, Mitchell Langerak, who would 100% have been the Socceroos' number one, without um, a doubt, had announced his international retirement, and um, it was a sad day. I, I, I cried many tears. As much as we were talking him up as the next number one, two weeks later, Go on. I'm retiring. Like we can't you? win. We just we, we can't win. But I mean, he had a good career. He went to Dortmund. He was great for Melbourne Victory early on. So now he's dominating in Japan. And yeah, you got to protect your family. International game. It's not like it is for like say England or countries like that. It's not the be all and end all. It hasn't been for years for Australia. So it is what it is. It's a shame, but you know. Matt Ryan played a couple of games for Arsenal, so that's still good. good. Still looking good. Danny Vukovic is good. Lawrence Thomas is killing it in Europe. D- Don't know Den- where he's playing. Den- Denmark, I think he's going to. Could be to. Denmark, yeah. Pretty sure it's Denmark. <laughs> I, I'm going to say, I, w- I want to say Swiss again, just to fucking annoy you. <laughs> just to, uh, it's, it's somewhere in Europe after a great career at Melbourne Victory. And you can see how bad they've gone since he left. So, mm. testament to how good he was. Um, uh, back onto the squad, uh, defenders, you got Aziz Beich, Milos Degenek, Curtis Good from Melbourne City, local boy, Ryan Grant from Sydney FC, another local boy, Fran Karacic, Ryan McGowan, also from Sydney FC, uh, Trent Sainsbury, Brad Smith, Harry Sutar, who's actually been in really good form for Stoke towards the end of this mm-hmm. season, and Central Coast Mariners' Ruin Tongik, who when was when the Mariners were informed he got selected, actually thought... It was a joke. Someone was playing a trick until they saw the call to Ruin Tongik, and I think it's a, a definitely a well-deserved call-up because I think he's been one of the better players for the Mariners this year. Oh, and the 100%. Reason why they're where he's, they are. He's one of the reasons why they have conceded the like second least amount of goals this year. Yeah, he's when he been, plays, when he's on his game, he is unbeatable. Just bullying yeah. people in the back line. Um, but yeah, good, good, well-deserved call-up for um, Tongik. Perhaps Spirigidi could have got that call up over Redmayne, but you know that's for another day. Um, in the midfield, you got Kenny Dougal from Blackpool, Denny Jenneral from Macarthur, James Holland from somewhere in Europe, Ajden Hrustic, who I've seen highlights from recently. He is the, the um, weeks. he's the Croatian player that has never set foot in Australia. Didn't speak a word of English, but his mother is Australian. Um, and, and he's ours. He's ours. Suck dead Croatia, he's ours. Yeah. <laughs> um, you got Jackson Irvine of Hibs, who's had a pretty good season with them. Riley McGree, not sure where he's from, but he used he to be He's currently Adelaide. playing his trade at 
What's well, Riley McGrath, the scorpion kick for um, against yeah, that Newcastle? Guy. Yeah, that guy. It was for Newcastle, sorry, but um, oh, I should know this. I was his coach on Football Manager. I believe it's Birmingham. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Might not be Birmingham anymore, but I mean they're still doing all right. And also Connor Metcalf from Melbourne City, who again, huge reason why they've been as good as they have this year. Looking to the forwards, um, Brendan Barello. Um, formerly of Perth, Martin Boyle currently at Hibs, Mitch Duke at the Wanderers, playing really good since he's come back. Apostolos Giannou, who's also a very good striker, I think still playing in Greece. Chris Economides, who's not having a real good season with Perth, but you know he's, he's still a, there. He's had a good season with Perth. He's scored. He's, Has he? Yeah. He's, I thought he's, he's been out with injury for a long he, time. He had had a little bit of a niggle, but he's come back and he's playing as a left wing back in their setup and actually scoring a lot of their goals too. I know he's like since he's come back, he's been playing pretty good, but. I just thought, I know when we were trying to get him on the show, he was out injured. That's why we thought we'd get a chance. <laughs> Turns out, we didn't. But, you know. You, um, just, you didn't say, you, uh, didn't, you didn't use the magic words. I DM'd him on Instagram like his cousin told us to. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, you, you need to follow up the cousin. It needed to be in capitals. We had a picture of him. <laughs> we should. Uh, I'll, I'll do it again in the off-season because yeah. apparently he's on the move. Um, Matt Leckie from, uh, he's at Hertha Berlin? He is at Hertha Berlin. He in Berlin. He's at Hertha Berlin. Yeah, he's at HSC Berlin. Awe Mobile, who, you know, was a freak over here. Jamie McLaren, killing it for Melbourne City, as we just said. Nikita Rukovica, who's also killing it somewhere in the Middle East, I'm pretty sure. And Adam Taggart, who's now in Japan, but had a phenomenal season in the K-League last year. Yeah, so that's the team. Anyone you think that should have been included? Um, I do have some favourites that I, I think should have been in the squad, but I, I do know of someone that should have been excluded. Um... Don't know how Andrew Redmayne's in the squad. We don't need four goalkeepers in a 33-man squad. No. And not Although... Mention, I mean, he's not been the best goalkeeper in the A-League. Like. He hasn't been, but in saying that, good riddance he's gone, which means Sydney won't win the fucking... win the title now. But It does put a pressure on him. It does. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even say it's... I can't even say it's Graham Arnold trying to screw Sydney FC out of the title because he's, he's the reason why they're as good as they are right now, so... I don't know what it is. Take Birigidi. Take Magush. Take... Don't take Magush. He's been Take Tom Glover. Jesus Christ, take Tom Glover. He's the only Roos goalkeeper. He fucking should be doing it. Federici's been probably the best goalkeeper in the league this year. But, you know, it is what it is. Sydney FC are going to struggle. Mariners will struggle. Melbourne City will definitely struggle. Adelaide's going to be Stephen Bradbury. They're <laughs> just going to slide into a title. It's unbelievable. Um, but, hey, you know, it is what it is. Uh, one player I feel like definitely missed out that should absolutely be in the team Jason Cummings if you don't know yes. who that is yes. tap the cum we, dog we've spoken about the cum yeah. dog before Dundee's whatever number he wears 35 I think it is um, how he he wants to play for us he's good mates with Martin Boyle he wants to play for Australia he has the lineage whatever you want to call it yeah he's mm, parent <laughs> <laughs> His parents is Australian. Couldn't tell you how, but he's fucking... He's, he's ours. He declared that he wanted to play for us. We had to cap him. How Graham Arnold hasn't is unbelievable. He's a character. Graham out. I mean, if we don't qualify for this World Cup without Graham the out. there, Graham out, yeah. It's got to be It's got to be said. Graham I out. I don't care if we qualify anyway, Graham out. you got to cap the cum dog. It's... We're not the only ones that say that. I've seen on Twitter a couple of posts that said that. Optus Sport talked about it because he's done DC team, won promotion to the Scottish Premier League. And they said 
cap the cum dog. <laughs> so, you know, I'm unlucky, but, you know, it is what it is. Team's not going to be as good as it could have been without Jason Cummings in it. But, you know, Graham Arnold has his plans. He's a pretty good coach. Uh, I'd say he's people. all right. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a good squad. It's a, it's a good it squad. It's a, it's a winning squad, I believe. Um, it looks good on paper. Yeah, 100%. And there's players players there that definitely deserve to be there. Mitchell Duke, yeah, wasn't wasn't that great when he was in the Saudi League, but he's come back to the Wanderers. He's, he's bread and butter back here. He loves the club. We love him, and he's done well to earn his spot back into the Socceroos. Yep. Um, definitely going to be... Yeah, Jamie McLaren has to be there. He's 20-plus goals in the A-League this year. Phenomenal fucking return for a striker. Tongi, um, definitely. Metcalf, definitely. Um... But yeah, there should have been a spot for Cummings. Has to be a spot. <laughs> Got to be a spot for the cum dog. Um, if we just drop down to the next layer of uh, Australian national team selection, the Ollie Roos. Ollie Roos team got announced a couple of weeks back, I think. Uh, much to my surprise, and probably a lot of people's, only four players from the A League actually got selected. Now, the question before we go on. Yeah. What are what what are they? Is this the Olympic squad or is this not the Olympic squad? This is the Olympic squad. Good man. Good man. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> uh, the players selected were Luca Prusso from Newcastle Jets. Uh, Prusso, Con- yep. Prusso, yep. Connor O'Toole, our boy, with the CNR bump from the Jets. Remy Nazarene from Melbourne City on loan to the Jets. And Daniel Ryan from Melbourne Victory. I mean, he's had a pretty good season, but when you look at some of the players that we've had this year in the A-League and the quality that we've got in the like the young age, Dylan Wenzel Halls, Armiento, um, Akbari. Daniel Margush, even Wilmering's been on fire. Like, how are we only picking four players from the A-League? You look at the squad, not a lot of names that I recognise. Who, who are the goalkeepers for um, the early Roos? Uh, Glover. Glover's so the goalkeeper. Well, he's Melbourne City. Melbourne City, yes. No, oh, actually, no, he can't be, unless I just didn't pay attention to him as a, um A-League player, because, you know, he's sometimes... He's clown. He's sometimes above it for us, but, like, he's... He should be in the Socceroos squad ahead of Redmayne. That's 100 percent. He should, but Redmayne is a little bit older than the 23, so I can see why Club has been put in the Ollie Roos and Redmayne has been bumped into the Socceroos. But he's better than Redmayne. I honest, oh, I, I, I know it's probably my bias coming in, but I think he's probably been our best player this year. I, he's kept us in so many games. I don't know how yep. Mark Gush hasn't made the squad. Um, again, that's so, probably yeah me just being biased, but I think he's. Stepped up phenomenally. He's been, he was a bench player at Perth. He was a bench player at Adelaide. Came across to us and immediately became our number one, and was a reason why we were doing so well early on in the season, and keeping right. us in it now. Like outraged. Actually, this isn't a. S- oh no! It is. It is the the squad they're going to assemble in Spain. Before the Olympics. Uh, so the goalkeepers are Jacob Chapman from Huddersfield Town. Yep. Jordan Holmes currently playing in Ebbsfleet, which I think is in the National League in, in England. And Ashley Maynard Brewer from Charlton. They're three goalkeepers. So Tommy Glover isn't even in this team, but didn't make the Socceroos team. So, And there are some players that you recognize in the team. Um, Christian Popovich, formerly of Perth and the Wanderers, now playing in Croatia. Um where was it? Jacob Italiano. I uh, can't remember who he was playing with in the league, but he's now playing in Montegladbach in Germany, so that's pretty mm-hmm. good. Um, and Tyrese Francois, Fulham's latest Australian debutant in the Premier League. So, you know, probably did his chance. Oh, and Daniel Lazani, of course. 
I was only it. Like, definitely deserves a shot. But I mean, I feel like the likes of Wenzel Halls, Akbari, um, Amiento, Margush definitely deserve the chance to, you know, be in the, be on that plane to. Japan? Yeah, Tokyo is in Japan. Tokyo. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Whether or not it goes ahead, there's still questions. But it deserved to be in there. But yeah. I mean, I am very happy that Conor O'Toole make it. We talked with him about it on the show. He wanted to, deserve this chance there, so very happy for him. Um, you should probably hit the bloke up, see how he's feeling about it. I should actually. Get his response for next week's show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'll bother him, but you know, I will. Maybe we can get him on. Get him to come on again, get that Newcastle Jets bump. <laughs> they need it if they want to avoid a wooden spoon. We need it <laughs> since we've been off for four weeks. <laughs> What a way to start. Although, speaking of friends of the show, would be remiss of us not to mention a certain Michael Roos scoring his goal, his debut goal in the A-League from MacArthur FC with a neat little finish. So, Very tidy. Uh, very tidy. I think my message to you was pretty high in caps locks and very excited. So, I'll probably scroll through and find it. Yeah, yeah we've we'll had a lot of text out. messages between us. <laughs> yeah, it's been a very quiet four weeks, but I was very excited to see the... Our boy, Michael Roos, friend of the show, original, oh, not inaugural guest, but one of the original guests on the show, scoring a goal on his, not starting debut, but at home, which I think gave them the win. Put them 2-1 up. A point. Might have been a draw, yeah, but it was a good goal, well slotted between the legs, and um, yeah, I was very happy to see it go in. Yes, yes. So was your message to me, which I have yeah. found. What did I say? Roos ties the game in capitals and I think about six exclamation points. <laughs> I was very excited. Just very excited. So, nah, congratulations to you, Michael. I know I reached out to you um, after the game. So he was very thankful for our support. So hopefully we'll get him on the show maybe at the end of the season, see what he's doing next year. I think he's still contracted to the Bulls. So That's big future, man. Big, big future. future for the Bulls. The one thing we've also missed out on is the Bulls signing for next season. Ah, yes. Ulysses. Devere. Devere. I tell you what. What a I hate cowbells with a passion, but boy, do cowbells go well with a mariachi band. They do. That that could be very interesting. This could be. Next year. I mean, as much as I hate the club, because as I've always said, it's not a rivalry, it's an inconvenience. This could <laughs> be the thing that, ta- that turns me. All right? Mariachi bands with cowbells were looking good. I feel like that trip to Wollongong now for um, Wellington Phoenix to base there was the worst thing they could have done. He obviously fell in love with the South Coast and he thought, you know, I could still live here and play for MacArthur. It's not that bad a commute. And yeah, done straight deal. Up, straight up Appen Road, mate. Yep. Nice 35 minute trip into the into the heart of Wollongong. Unfortunate for the Phoenix because he was looking really good for them. Looking like a big player for the future. But um, yeah, huge signing for them. It's incredible. Huge. Another one, Max Burgess, heading home. Western United at the moment, heading back to Sydney FC. I think the wheels are falling off that Western United, Mark Rudin bandwagon now. Not a good well season again. Well and truly. Because we can see it. Um, I think to end the show, after we've missed out on for four weeks of football, we'll give you guys a Gorilla Ladder update. Gorilla Ladders. And we will, starting with the Premiers for this season in first spot is Melbourne City on 48 points with, is it two games in hand, 26 rounds we're playing? Uh, yeah, I know the two, Wanderers ga- have two games, two to, games, play, games yeah. to play. Two games to play. Uncatchable, Melbourne City in first spot. In second spot, we have Sydney FC on 41 points. Central Coast Mariners in third on 39 points. Adelaide United in fourth on 38. Brisbane Raw in fifth on 37. MacArthur FC rounding out the playoff spots on 36 points. In seventh spot, 
uh, is Wellington Phoenix on 34, so two points out, which was a uh, big game for them last night with uh, Central Coast beating MacArthur FC. Yes, keeps them in, in the hunt. Keeps them in contention. Also keeps Perth Glory in contention with a game in hand in yep. eighth spot on 32 points. Uh, the Western Sydney Wanderers in uh, ninth on 31 points. Western United in 10th on 28. And then the bottom two, fighting out for that wooden spoon. Uh, Melbourne victory on 15 points in 11th. But with a game in hand, the mighty Newcastle <laughs> Jets are on 14 points. Yeah, they, it's still possible for the victory to finish dead last. <laughs> oh, I, it, even if the Wanderers don't make the playoffs, the final series, I should say, if Melbourne victory get the wooden spoon, I would say this is a successful season. So they're, they're run in. they got Western United tonight. Um, so, I mean, that's a, that's a tough one. The Jets have Melbourne City. So that's really rough. But uh, the Jets have beaten Melbourne City this year. They have. And, and their three wins, one of them was the eventual Premiers. <laughs> so that's, that's a big statement. Melbourne City's job is done. So, And on the last week of the year, Newcastle play Perth at home. Victory play Melbourne City. So where's that game in hand coming for Newcastle? Couldn't tell you. No, it's not listed. Oh, they're playing the Mariners on Tuesday. Oh, F3 Derby. F3 Derby to end the season. With a chance to jump above victory and not get the wooden spoon for, I think, the fifth time in their, their history. So it's a rough season for the Jets. Yeah. After they played so well in the first five weeks, didn't get the results they wanted, but they played really good. Perhaps it should have been Jamie in that we uh, Perhaps. went with. Something, something we can discuss at the end of your show in a couple of months. Yeah. Definitely feel like they are. I've had Jets fans reach out to me saying that I was probably the better option moving forward. You are fucking delusional. <laughs> and Jets fans, you probably made you fucking 16 different Instagram accounts just to message yourself. Boost your own ego. <laughs> no, these are people that are Jets clown. fans in person that I work with. So You are Andrew. a dead set drongo. <laughs> good I mean, boy. Melbourne Victory, it should have been me. Just saying. But they got Popovich, so that's a good season for next year. That's a pretty good move, yeah. You yes. can't argue with that. And Musk going to be United. I'm going to apologise for being off for four weeks. Yep. Not my fault. Definitely Jamie's. Um, yep. 100% Jamie's fault. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Welcome back. Yeah, we're welcome, back. Welcome back to the shit show. <laughs> See you guys next week. Bye! Four weeks and you're fucking still doing that, you clown. Thanks for tuning in for this week's episode of The Circle in Rectangle Show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you want to hit us up on our socials, they are The Circle in Rectangle Show on both Facebook and Instagram. Drop us an email, show at gmail.com, or hit us up on our Twitter at show. See you all next week.